Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Off the Hook. Airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Well, we are not short of anything to talk about today on this Monday as the Vols have one of their best Sundays in recent memories in Tennessee football recruiting. We will break that down. Also have the play of the day, our poll question as well with Amanda LaFrada and Ethan Stone. I'm Dave Hooker. Guys, a lot going on and we encourage you to participate. So we have produced podcasts at this point. We're live streaming. So go ahead and get on board your Twitter, your Facebook. We would love to hear your responses, your questions. What do you want to talk about moving forward, in particular, Tennessee football recruiting? And Ethan, there's no other word to describe what Tennessee did on Sunday, and you provided some, I thought, good perspective. Please like and subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy coverage about Tennessee football. We would appreciate that, and you'll get free sneak peeks on YouTube. But you put it in good perspective. You know, we, we all want to talk about the five-star guy, but there's a another three-star fundamental guy who Tennessee, I was told, identified early and is probably a little better than his three-star ranking. I was told that last night. So... It was just a really, really big Sunday for the balls, guys. Uh, Ethan, let me start with you. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I am doing well. And uh, I think it's a little not unfortunate for Smith that he's going to get drowned by Sean Davion Bradley, obviously the the headline of the day yesterday. But Smith is a great player, a fringe three, four-star guy that by a lot of metrics is rated as a high three-star um, Tennessee's highest rated linebacker prospect in the 2023 class as of right now, obviously joining Jeremiah Tellender and uh, Will Stallings, who was originally listed as a running back. And I, I believe works better as, as a linebacker in a way, just because of his build. But I'm really excited to see what Jalen Smith brings to the team, as well as obviously Bradley going along with Caleb Herring to knock out a uh, two top 10 edge rushers in the country for the 2023 cycle. That's always a good thing, especially when you're trying to rebuild a defense as Tennessee is right now. Here's the thing we got to remember too, um, Amanda, and I hope you're doing well this morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. I was waiting on that. Great. Um, so the, the other thing, and I made this comparison, it's a bit of a reach. I, I will admit that, but I think there are probably 20, prospects in this class that could have success at quarterback for Tennessee because I think it's a very quarterback friendly system so when we start talking about Shadavion Bradley 
another five star, he's not going to elicit the same amount of excitement as uh, Nico is because Nico committed early. Nico helped build the class. Nico's a quarterback. Nico's a five star. So you're not going to see Bradley get the same sort of reaction and excitement. However, if he is the best player at his position in the SEC, it could have a monstrous impact. I look at Alabama. I think there are about 20 quarterbacks, at least 10, in Alabama's system that have success there. Bryce Young did in his first year. Other quarterbacks have and gone on the NFL and struggled. Who would you take between the two, Bryce Young or Will Anderson, the edge defensive end slash linebacker? I mean, I'm, I'm taking Will Anderson. I'm not saying that's going to be the case two years from now with Tennessee, but the five-star edge rusher for people that know football, it's it's closer to quarterback than you would think, if that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I um, – oh, sorry. Ethan. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I would take Will Anderson as well because it's just like with, when I say I talk about my fantasy football team, and I know you love that. Um, but in the second round, I always take a tight end because there are not as many tight ends out there, like elite tight ends, as there are quarterbacks or running backs. So the, it's the thing with Will Anderson. There, That is like a, a key role in your defense. That's how it goes. And there's not as many Will Andersons out there. There's actually none um, as there are, you know, quarterbacks that can play the game we need to start um the inaugural off the hook sports fantasy league and i want it to be under different parameters i want for one this not to be like a a snobby knoxville new sentinel thing where it's just the guys that work for the paper i want it to be listener involved i want it to be those that enjoy the site and I want, if you can, not as if I don't pile enough work on Amanda, but if you can find a format that would include some sort of defense, because I've always wanted to do that. And I'll go a step further, college football. I've always thought that would be cool. Like if you get, like I used to say, if you get to go in and you say, I'm running the wing T offense or I'm running the spread offense. So I get three running backs as opposed to four waters or vice versa. So you really don't have that anymore, but there has to be a way we could do an sec or a college football fantasy football. Well, that because exists. Okay. So we, you can pull that FYI. off. Well, college football fantasy, like college fantasy football, this, so we could try to figure out a way, but you can't really have more than like, 12 teams because there's not oh, yeah well so the first 12 so if you want to be involved and you're on you're on facebook or twitter reach out to us also i've been considering something else guys because one of the exciting things about this project and i think that you guys would agree is the engagement with fans so i've considered opening up my dms <laughs> and seeing what I mean, ethan's laughing ethan you're knows right Ethan knows that one in four are going to be Davey fat, stupid, redheaded idiot. I I mean, go right ahead. (laughs) So, what is okay? So, Ethan's saying bad idea. I'm 60 40, good idea. Not a bad idea. It's just you have to understand what's about to happen. I'm 80 20. Go, go. Open them up. Or as Dave does. Uh, maybe somebody will slip into your DMs. That's that's yes. what David says. Not slide, oh. slip. Slip. Oh, slip. Mm-hmm. So they stumble yeah. and fall into your DMs. Pretty much is is how David puts it. Oh, I don't think he has that term right. That's your no, he doesn't. There's husband. a lot of terms he doesn't have right. So. Slip into your uh, slip and slide into your DMs. Well, I'm I'm going to open that up. And we're going to have some fun with that. If I get called an idiot, it hurts my feelings too often, then I'll probably close them. Um, But it's, I want this fantasy football team because I will, I will say this, that we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because Ethan, do you know the most exciting thing in, uh, for, for you to talk about as a person to other people? 
the most exciting thing, even more than your pending marriage, your pending children, all of that. You know, the most exciting thing. Are you talking the most I like to, or the most you are about to put you, on to me? You like you like to. Just I mean, it's it was I everybody like talking to people about college basketball. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it, well, with most people, it's their fantasy football team. Any other one? I was, thing yeah, I was going to say, where are you going with this? Because I'm different one, than most people. The one thing you don't want to hear about is somebody's fantasy football team. When somebody starts that, you just kind of I glaze over. Yeah. Or <laughs> like, oh, but. But uh, we'll have some fun with that. I'll keep you updated. So it's like if your you want kids. Wanna... Nobody wants you don't to like talk it? about you. No, I don't want to hear about your kids. No I've told you stories to about my kids. Yes, but I'm saying when people don't have kids, or even when people do have kids, like you go to a party or something, the last thing you want to hear about is somebody's kids. Be honest. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. I'll tell you what oh you want to hear about. I never really cared that much either. Is Viles Automotive. Like Viles Automotive wants to hear about your kids and wants to hear about how they can put you in a fantastic vehicle there at Viles Automotive. Right there on Callahan. It's all about integrity. That's Viles Automotive. We absolutely love them. Centrally located on Callahan, right off the interstate. So I don't care if you're in South Knoxville, West Knoxville, wherever. If you want integrity... If you want a great selection, it's Viles Automotive Group. So, guys, some more news besides just Tennessee football recruiting hitting the uh, the wire, as we used to say back in the 1990s. And do want to mention, though, quickly, um, and if you want to read about him on offthooksports.com, Lucas uh, Simmons is set to announce at 1 o'clock today. Ethan, I heard – I've heard Florida State the whole time, but a source told me, he said, don't rule out Tennessee. They made a strong push over the past couple of weeks. So what does that mean? That probably means he's still going to end up at Florida State. But it does also mean that in this fall, if Florida State struggles and he has picked them and Tennessee's looking good, that these are non-binding. So this is one of those that I kind of put – on my pegboard as I'm going to keep an eye on no matter what he does today. Yeah. It's non-binding and until December that's, that's true. Um, I've, I've heard the same stuff about, about Florida state mostly being the lean here, but Tennessee, you, you can't negate what Tennessee has done in the past couple weeks. And that's, that's at this point, I feel like that's major momentum for, for the balls. They've, gotten everybody they've wanted to the past couple. I mean, you got Sean Davion Bradley, you got Jalen Smith, Sham Umarov. I could keep naming guys. They just keep getting them. So there's nothing to tell me that Josh Heupel and company has, of the moment, Glenn, uh, Glenn Alarby, the offensive line coach, that they're going to be stopping right now. Uh, I would think Lucas Simmons right now, you would think Tennessee would be right there with with Florida State. I believe Florida, some of the other ones that, that are pushing for for him obviously but it's going to be interesting to see one o'clock today is obviously when he's committing so so we will see i've been told that florida and southern california are in the trail position behind tennessee and florida state but you know we'll see he's a young man he's one of those young men that has kept somewhat quiet Mm -hmm. so you really don't know with those guys exactly what they're going to do but amanda i if if we're looking back on tennessee football and let's say that July the 4th decision had gone just a little bit different with Francis Maligala. You're looking at, and I've covered Tennessee football since 2005. You're looking at one of the best weeks, top five at least, that I can remember since that time. If if you add Francis, and it's really up there anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean, Tennessee's on a, on a heck of a roll. And as I tweeted to Ethan yesterday, I love the mix of foundational functional players that can come in and play. And then you add some war daddies. You add some of those four or five star guys. You don't like the term war daddy. War daddies. It's a coaching term. You, you got your war daddies, you got your players, you got your donkeys. It's one of the three. Cool. Yeah. You don't want a donkey. I don't necessarily want a war daddy. Yeah, you good. do. Will Anderson is a war daddy. Okay, he's a guy fine. who's going. He's a guy who's going to change the game. 
Ethan's so smiling. elite talent <laughs> is what you want. Elite talent, but yeah. why do we gotta call them more daddies? I don't know. I just picked that up for some coach. So terrible. So terrible. But if I were Tennessee, I think I would be uh, much happier where I'm sitting versus if I were Florida State at this point. Just uh, no, I agree. Um, uh, I, I agree. I think that Tennessee's uh, in great shape. Uh, we want to get to some news from the weekend brought to you by Bassy Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Bassy Lawn and Garden, Toro, count on it in beautiful Cleveland. Edgers, trimmers, uh, the Toro mowers, they've got it all right there. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Bassy Lawn and Garden. So don't want to get uh, too incredibly political, but uh, unvaccinated uh, Novak Djokovic won't play in the U.S. Open. He announced that. He had won all three of the first majors in 2021. His bid for the calendar Grand Slam, which nobody's done that I'm aware of in, in my lifetime, even in golf. The Tiger had the Tiger Slam, was spoiled in last year's U.S. Open final. He was then unable to play at the Australian Open to begin this year after being deported from the country. Now, where this is interesting is Djokovic is standing by his non-vaccinated guns as much as any athlete in the world, okay? Because Djokovic is one Grand Slam win behind Rafael Nadal. So the easy out would be to say, I'm going to take the vaccine. I'm going to go. Be-. He is better than Nadal. I mean, until this, I, I think he is personally. But yeah, and he's going to go out there and get the record, right? But Amanda, he's not going to do that because of the vaccine. I have different feelings because this is a single sport. I think if you're in a team sport, you do have somewhat of an obligation to make yourself available. And that probably means vaccine, even if you're morally opposed to it. I'll let each person make that decision. But give Djokovic credit. Whatever you think about the vaccine, yay or nay, he's sticking by his guns. It could cost him a spot in history. Oh, yeah, I I agree with him. And I, I like what he's doing, because I think that it's time, you know, if the the fact that something is forced upon people at this moment is, I feel like ridiculous. And I think that he's taken a stand. These athletes, they are in charge of their bodies. They make their money off of their bodies. That is what they they do. So if he feels like it's something that would cause harm to him, then I totally agree that he shouldn't get it. I mean, it that should be a personal decision that's up to individuals rather than pushed on everyone and forced. I feel like if you're going <clears> to, <throat> if you want to force that vaccine, you should be able to, you know, deal with the consequences. Like tennis is going to have to deal with the fact that they have somebody who could break history right now and he's not going to play. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of this, when you get an international law, it's whether or not he can get into the country. So it, it's a bit out of their hands still, though. Um, you know, he is taking a heck of a stand. And then Shohei Otani named uh, an all-star pitcher and hitter. Um, I mean, Ethan, we're just at the point where he wins the MVP for the next 10 years, and it's not even close. <laughs> I mean, if he keeps doing this, I mean, seriously, he's one of the best pitchers and one of the best hitters. He's playing Little League in the majors. Yeah, he's the best overall athlete, so he does everything. Um, I don't know. I mean, what? How, how's he not the MVP? How do you make an argument for just a hitter or just a pitcher? I, I think I agree with you. I think for the considerable future, unless – Maybe they get the the Rudy Gobert uh, treatment where, you know, Rudy's the best defensive player in the league by a country mile, wins three in a row. And then by the fourth one, they're like, eh, we're kind of sick of this Rudy guy, even though he's obviously the best one. It's the only way he doesn't win uh, a couple in a row. Either that or he gets injured. So, hey, obviously. Because I agree with you. He's, he's the best athlete in, in the MLB by a mile and a half. He could have a down year in one or the other, but he's probably going to do pretty well in the other one. So that will kind of carry him. Um He's he's incredible to watch. Truly, he's he's incredible to watch. I mean, I, I flip an Angels game on just if there's nothing on, just because I like to watch it. Oh, he's he's bizarre. Um, and right up there <laughs> with the one in a million type, Amanda. Amanda, um, is about my age, so she remembers Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. <laughs> she oh, yeah. 
No, no, she's not my age. But okay, so Bo Jackson, greatest athlete I've ever seen. As, as a human being walking the face of this earth, the only guy to play in the Major League Baseball All-Star game and to play in the Pro Bowl. And then you had Deion Sanders, the only player to play in the World Series and then a Super Bowl. So, I mean, who else in the past 50 years is in that type of group? I mean, going way back in, in the 70s, you had guys like Reggie Jackson who were drafted in four different sports, but they didn't pursue them all. Um, you know, Shohei, Bo, Dion. I mean, the uh, most recent, like, who who has played two sports at a professional level and didn't do it well either time uh, is Tim Tebow. That's, that's the most oh, recent okay. I can think of. I yeah, mean, I can't, I can't saying, chuck him in that echelon with Bo Jackson, but I agree. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. I'm just saying there's that's the most recent person I can think of that's played two sports, but again, in the pros, did not do it well either time. Let's not lie. The the guy I think of, and he didn't play two sports, so it already kind of goes against your criteria here. I mean, the just most ridiculous athlete I can think of has to be Russell Westbrook. I mean just as an athlete, not as a player, but as an athlete, he's a crazy, crazy athlete. That at the oh, very yeah. moment, I, mean, I feel like we can agree upon, right? Yeah, like if he were told at 12 years old, your best opportunity is to play football, he would be an all-star wide receiver. I don't doubt that. Yeah, I, think this, I, yeah, think I agree 100%. Wrong. Now, I, I will say this, though. Uh, John Morant, being a young guy, is a little bit maybe too confident said he would have cooked, using a quote, Michael Jordan if they played against each other. I have a lot of takes about this. I've already brought up Rudy Gobert once, but I'm <laughs> going to do it a second time because in the playoffs a uh, year or two ago, Jaw had just like a heat-seeking missile on Rudy Gobert as, as, a, as a rookie. And he was like, I'm going to dunk on this man. <laughs> and, and like you could tell throughout the playoffs, he just kept going at it. Like, every single game, once or twice, he'd go for a dunk on Rudy. It did not work. You know, Rudy stopped him every single time. But he just kept going. He's fearless. John Morant is fearless. Do I think he could cook Michael Jordan? Probably not. You put him one-on-one, -on -one, I don't think it would be as much of a landslide as people think it would be. Well, I mean, that that was the great thing about Jordan. I mean, he wouldn't do any better than Allen Iverson did. That's Allen what I'm Iverson, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Allen Iverson crossed up Jordan. It was an amazing highlight. But Jordan, if you go back and look at that play, still almost got the block. Yeah. He still he still he got beat by the crossover and went back to his left. And for those listening on on podcast version, you can't see me, but he reached up and he almost got the block with his left hand. I saw a great interview with Allen Iverson that says Michael Jordan is still the one guy that he gets incredibly nervous around. <laughs> and then Michael Jordan has to like bring him down. Like it's just me, man. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, let's let's face it. If John Morant does that for the Memphis Grizzlies, if he crosses up Jordan, if he hangs, if he's an all-star, he's had a great career. Is he gonna be better than Michael Jordan, Amanda? No. No, stop. Everybody has to stop. Like just everybody stop. has to be better than Michael Jordan. That's the conversation he's we constantly have. No, these kids need to just shut up. Like, literally, just shut up. Like, you're not going to be better than Jordan. You're not better than Jordan. Stop it. Just stop. Don't I tell you what, if there's one person in the league currently under the age of 25, I would give a chance. It would be Jaw. I mean, he's incredible. The, that dude is He's incredible, but uh, he's, you know, the, Jordan at the same age was just a scorer. Jordan I mean, he's been in the offseason, would add weight. He would add defensive prowess. So does Jaw do that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying a lot of things right now. I do not think he's going to catch Michael Jordan. I think there are very few human beings to come that will be able to pass Michael Jordan in terms of what he was dominantly. But, I mean, John Morant, he's, he's one of the most promising young stars in the league to me. Just because he can bounce like a rabbit. I mean, once he really develops a three-point shot, he's, he's going to be golden. That was one of yeah. That was one of Jordan's first steps. Um, I think that was even before the weightlifting because of the Pistons. He developed the three point shot, and then like the last step was he developed that uh, elbow fadeaway that he shot over and over, and it was unblockable. But why do you put that target on your back if you're him? Like I why, don't know. Why 
who talk I like that. I have if you zero are... idea why I said that. I thought that was very odd for a, a young man who seemed like he had a good chip on his shoulder. I, I wouldn't have thrown that out there. But uh, no, just wait to prove that if you really think you're going to do it. Don't just come out here and be like, I'm going to be better than Jordan. All right, dude. Cool. Countdown to the most important Vols for the 2023 season, 2022 season continues, and it's brought to you by our friends at Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies has the quick bites. You can go there to the fridge and pick something up if you're listening during lunch, or you always can get something hot because their food is great. How about a Philly at Big Orange Phillies right there in downtown halls uh, on Maynardville Pike? It's very easy to find. They've got darts, karaoke, the whole nine yards, and it's family friendly. So if you're in Maynardville or North Knoxville, that's a great place to go. Ethan, the countdown continues, and we're getting to the nitty gritty, the most important balls of the 2022 season. Can you give me an update? What do you got rolling on that? Yeah, we'll be at number two today. Um, hopefully it comes out today. I'm moving today, and we have Lucas Simmons at, at 1 o'clock. So should be able to come out today. I would expect it. But, I mean, at this point, you guys will probably know who it who it is. It's going to, to be between Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman. I'm not going to tell you who it is, though. You're just going to have to guess. I could make a strong argument for Cedric Tillman. Yeah, the, you, I could. As, as number two or number one? As number number two is coming out today, obviously. But, yeah, you'll just have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could make an argument. I would take it. You could. Better, you could, you could make a strong argument for both, in my opinion. Yeah, because I, mean, I think Milton has, has some issues, but evidently the coaches thought he was good enough to start the season, so they don't think he's that far behind Hooker. Now Hooker mm. has playing time. That, that makes it all different. All right, poll question, guys. Um, what, what are we thinking of our our poll question today what do we want to throw out there um i think tennessee recruiting is probably at the top of the top of the heap so to speak but what would you would you like to throw out there ethan does anyone else have anything interesting i have one that i think is pretty interesting but lay it on me brother all right so do you think and obviously this is the question do you think that recruiting offensively or defensively is more important for tennessee this cycle is that too easy, Amanda? Because it's probably defense. I don't think I don't it's know, gonna be defense. I think they're going to say Tennessee, it's going to be offense. Tennessee's a very offense-heavy team, so I feel like people yeah. will say offense, even though I agree defense is more important because of Agreed. where Tennessee is at right now. But I think a lot of people will say offense because, I mean, if that that's your one trick. That that's Tennessee's trick right now is they have a fantastic offense that moves very quickly, and they need to get high-caliber players that can can kind of run that train there. And if you don't, then, you know, what are we doing this all for? I have an idea. If we don't. Oh, now Amanda's toying with. I'm not tweaking. I'm not tweaking. What if we did? Who do you think will make the most impact on the field? What Tennessee ball? And then list four, four people. Hendon Hooker. I was, my second one was going to be similar to that. And it was, who do you think the most important defensive player for the Vols is this upcoming season? Well, how about since we were wrapping up your countdown, we just say you take your top four. You don't have to tell us who two and one are yet. Yeah, okay, true. but we know it's either Tillman or Hooker. We put Tillman, Hooker, and the three and four, and we can just do four on the Twitter, right? Yeah. On the just, Twitter. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So you can put comment for other if you would like. Uh, poll question today brought to you by the Mattress Place. It's not yeah, like you're sleeping on a pole. Yeah, it's not like you're sleeping on a pole. You're sleeping on perfect comfort, a mattress from the mattress place. And that is uh, 30 pole? to set. Have you ever been on one of those fold-out couches and it feels like there's a bar in your back constantly? I have. Everybody has, haven't they? You don't have that at the mattress place. 30 to 70% off every day. Their reviews are absolutely through the roof. Uh, they've been there for 22 years on Chapman Highway. They're awesome. 5,000 square foot showroom. Again, 30 to 70% off every day at the mattress place. So, guys, the poll question is going to be what four players, and then let's all pick. Most important player for Tennessee, and let's take the top four. I'm just going to go hooker. I was about because, to say we should probably kick Hooker and Tillman off because I mean this is pretty obvious here that it's Hooker, right? 
I mean, people are just going to pick Hendon Hooker. If but Hendon Hooker is... goes down, you revert to what Tennessee football has been the past 15 years, and that's having a decent team but struggling to find anyone with a warm body to leave it at quarterback. But it is name recognition. I mean, yeah. how many how many fans know other players' names other than the? I would say uh, a lot. I mean, not like the not... little smaller ones, but like, for example, Jabari Small, Tyler Barron. I mean, people recognize those guys. Uh, JL saying something on our uh, feedback machine, uh, saying, um, let's be honest, UT recruits itself. Uh, JL completely 110% agree. I think that uh, Tennessee does recruit itself. I think Jeremy Pruitt and guys like uh, Butch Dooley or Butch Jones and Derek Dooley. Dooley. Yeah, that's a whole new type of idiot. (sighs) And, um, Yeah, so that's that's a bad haircut and uh, it's a, a bad, bad dream for Vols fans. Yeah. So, uh, but I do think Tennessee recruits itself to a large extent. I think the stadium and the fan base. So I think that when people got excited about Butch Jones getting a top twenty-five class, I'm like, that should be the bare minimum. I mean, in the SEC, you're not going to compete with a top twenty-five class. You're going to struggle to compete with a top ten class. And right now, Tennessee is at number five. So uh, more after this is we're going to get to uh, all kinds of fun stuff, which include uh, this day in sports history. And I just did a little something special. Usually Ethan pulls this out, but I found a neat one over the weekend uh, that makes a reference to a former president. Mm. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Oh, y'all are no fun. We All need right, to geez. before we go to the thing. Let's finish the the poll question. Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're to the thing. thing. Yeah. The so who whose list is the most important player? Let's not do Hendon Hooker. Everyone else is on 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 top because everyone's going to pick Hooker. Okay, so you're saying Tillman? I guess Tillman. Yeah. I put Jeremy Banks. Amanda, you have one? No, I don't have one. I'll go. Um, Josh Heupel. Byron Young and Josh Heupel. That's not bad. What do you think, Dave? Put Josh Heupel in there. What do you think, Dave? Who is the most important Vol? I I have Jeremy Banks, Cedric Tillman, Byron Young. We need one more. Just do another. Other? Other and comment. Yeah, can you do another and comment? So we'll put that up. So go to Twitter and vote on that. Back in two minutes and... (laughs) Wow. Uh, where does Tennessee go next? That's what we're going to discuss. The Vols absolutely uh, have several other top prospects, but surprisingly, the boat's getting pretty full for the 2023 class. With Amanda and Ethan, I'm Dave Hooker off the Sports. Folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supply, so come on in. See all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help, so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Dish Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vassie Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vassie, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. 
At Bassey's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. So, guys, as we look forward, Tennessee could pick up another prospect today. Um, tell us about the young man who's announcing at 1 o'clock. And then, as you pointed out in your coverage over the weekend at OffTheHookSports.com, Ethan, there are more than one. We remind you to like and subscribe to this podcast if you would like to be entertained by us and get sneak peeks on YouTube. But, Ethan, as far as the guys that could commit in the upcoming days, uh, what do you have for me? Yeah, a uh, pretty decent amount, obviously, with Lucas Simmons is the important one today at 1 o'clock. Um, like we said earlier on the show, Florida State seems to be a lean right now, but there's no crystal balls. Um, no one, no national director has put any uh, leeway towards one school or the other. So Tennessee's still very much in the thick of things for number 13 overall offensive tackle in the country, number 24 player from Florida, 109 overall nationally, kind of a top-end four-star guy. Um I believe Florida and USC are also in the running. I think they're a little further down. Uh, it's it's probably going to be a Tennessee-Florida State thing here. But it's like I said earlier, I'm just going to keep repeating. I, I feel like Tennessee has so much momentum on the recruiting trail right now. Tennessee is going to be hard to beat, especially with what they're building, having just gotten a really good uh, offensive lineman in Shane Mumarov earlier this week. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember too, Amanda, this is the first real fiscal – full fiscal year that we've been in this recruiting calendar. So, you know, like I pointed out, guys used to flip all the time between an October commitment and a February signing. I mean, that happened all the time. You know, we really don't know how that's going to shake out now that we have a year under our belt. But it was just about this time, well, it was a little earlier, the, the transfer portal and – um and uh, early signing period and all that stuff was was an act. Early signing period two years ago, but nevertheless, we are seeing for the first time what this is actually going to be. And I do think you'll have some flips for and against Tennessee, for and against Alabama, for and against whoever. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, you just had a flip. Um, was it this past weekend or maybe it was Friday? I can't remember. But you had a flip from Alabama to Georgia. Like you have flips all the time. You had a flip from, was it Penn State to Florida, Florida to Penn State? I, I can't remember which way you flipped, flopped, whatever. Um, you have you have those all the time. So I think people really need to. I always wait until National Signing Day, or I know there's two now, one in December and one in February. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. So I always wait until that time. To, to where the ink is dry on, you know, on the little contract thing or letter of intent, you wait until that point. And now with the transfer portal, I mean, I don't know. After that, they could just transfer out. You never know. So, it's, I mean, recruiting is very difficult to follow and put a lot of stock in just because you don't know what these players are doing or thinking and people flip and flop all the time. They commit, they transfer. I mean, we've seen that everywhere. So recruiting to me, you take with a grain of salt, just in my opinion. True. Uh, moving forward. Um, of course, Ethan mentioned some, some guys that are out there uh, looking around. I visited with Josh Ward of WNML about the same thing uh, last night. Conversation with Josh is brought to you by Zool Beer Company. What all is going on at uh, Zool, Amanda? Fantastic stuff. Fantastic beer as well. Yeah, it's great. We have, I mean, we're full of, um, of beers right now. We have IPAs, we have sours, we have seltzers. And most people that like ciders don't really understand our seltzers because our seltzers are very heavily fruited. They don't taste like, you know, a truly or what have you. They're they're very, very, very good. And we also have abridged the food truck on Fridays and Saturdays, but Fridays during lunch. I don't think a lot of people realize that Zool's open Fridays during lunch, but they are. And so you can come out there, get a burger and a beer for lunch. No one has to know. Head back to work. 
There you go. A uh, fantastic place to go. And um, so you said they had seltzer, not salsa. Seltzer? Salsa? Seltzers. Seltzer? Salsa. Salsa. Who Costanza? Brought up, you know, what if you're in a Spanish-speaking country and you want some seltzer and they just bring you salsa because it sounds the same. I missed I miss that episode. You and I shared Costanza references over the weekend. You don't remember that one? Yes. No, I salsa don't remember is that the one. Most, salsa is the most popular condiment that is uh, worldwide. It's out there. All right. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> making me thirsty. Vandalay Industries. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to see some flipping and flopping. I think that's going to be just uh, part of it. Okay, now it's time for uh, this day in sports history. Uh, I know Ethan has been manning the wire to find this day in uh, sports history. It's brought to you today by Craft Treats. Go check out their chill pills. They are phenomenally awesome for your pet. My pets love them on July the 4th. They've got full-spectrum CBD treats. So they contain minor cannabinoids that increase the benefits of CBD. Great for situational anxiety, things like storm anxiety, car ride, car ride anxiety, or Amanda just being mean anxiety. So when Amanda's in a bad mood, she gives her dog Ava, which is a very beautiful, puntable little animal. Um, I will she, kill you. She... She gives it chill pills when she comes home in a bad mood. That's what I don't. I will never be in a bad mood towards my dog. She does nothing wrong. It's she, humans. It's other a she. humans. That's what I said. It she? she does. Oh, she okay. does nothing wrong. Yes, okay. her name is Ava. Clearly, she's a she. <laughs> I, I to me, all cats are female and all dogs are male. I don't know why I say that, but I always is that, that strange, is Ethan. Dumbest yeah. thing I've ever heard. Um, I, I was I five don't years agree. old. <laughs> I was five years old, and I realized that was wrong, and I stuck with it for another forty-three. I have no idea. Okay, so this day in sports history, uh, Ethan, what do you got for us? And then I've got a clip that I think you're going to find incredibly entertaining. So, uh, what do you got this day in sports history? Or didn't you say you had one? Is that where you're uh, alluding well, to? Well, I, ha I have one, but okay. uh, you know, we, we can, there's all kinds of fun stuff. That I have, have one. Game. I, I yes. have one as well. Here, Amanda, okay. you go first since I stole Let's yours go last time. Full scale okay. competition here. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, so mine I am going to do in 1985. Is this the one you're going to take, Ethan? Nope. Okay, cool. Um, Nolan Ryan was the first to strike out 4,000. Wow. This day in 1985. Pretty good. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> that was pretty not good. a live then. I think okay. he threw 100. I think he threw 148 pitches in a game. Can you imagine that, Ethan? Nowadays, <laughs> Nolan Ryan is incredible. That's my dad's like idol is Nolan Ryan. Yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting cat. All right, what else we got on this day in sports history before we get to my super clip on this day in sports history? <laughs> Yeah, so 1914, this is very much before I was alive, <laughs> playing off what Amanda said. Uh, so um, Babe Ruth made his MLB debut as a pitcher for the Red Sox, uh, won 4-3 to three against the Cleveland Naps. That's a name. Yeah. Cleveland Naps in Finland. Not any, nothing in Cleveland is great. We, we mentioned Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is better than Babe Ruth. I mean, yeah, I agree. Whoa. Ba I know. Babe I, I hate to. Did. I really, I really hate to say to to keep up with the Babe Ruth slander, but he played. I mean, he played in such an easy era. Let, let, let's be honest here. Well, I mean, like, everybody. He was down. he was fantastic in that era, but I mean, guys, I, I feel like most MLB players today would smoke Babe Ruth. I'm sorry. Well, no, I agree with that, but just if if we take it even <sighs> just in terms of the competition. Amanda, he was never a great pitcher and a great hitter at the same time. Yeah. He was a great pitcher and then transitioned and a great hitter. There's, ne there's never been anybody do what Shohei Otani is. So doing. you're saying that he learned and could grow at an older age. Or maybe he was just <laughs> drunk and decided to move the hitter. 
Maybe he was drunk, but if he could play like that, if he was drunk, then imagine what he could do if he wasn't. I mean, yeah. Ruth is a legend and obviously insanely important to the game, but yes. I feel like, I, I truly feel like we're kidding ourselves if we don't think any MLB player today could outhit him. It's the same It's the same argument as an NBA player could beat just about anybody from the 1950s except for Bill Russell. Well, evolution well, will, will yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, we're evolving and- to be bigger and stronger. Yeah. Well, and I mean, right. But I'm just talking about within his own time frame. Yes, athletes are uh, at a higher performance level now. They didn't yeah. have to go be a carpenter in the off season, um, so that was a big factor. Uh, we have better nutrition. But I mean, if you just look at it, regardless of time span, when it's all said and done, unless something happens to Shohei Otani, he's he's going to be up there as one of the top home run hitters of all time. And he's going to be one of the top pitchers of his generation and probably could have been even more elite had he just focused on one. Hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really bizarre to me. Okay. The one I had involved Bo Jackson, who we mentioned earlier and Ronald Reagan. I did so, not think that was the one you were going with. So how did I, I pull either. that? Yeah. One? Okay. I didn't so think it the, was either. All, Back when sports were just fun and we weren't doing protests and stuff, which had their place, I understand. I'm not trying to offend anybody. But back before that, sports were just fun. And the president would just meander into the press box. <laughs> so I think, can you imagine that nowadays? Or especially, I would have, yeah, yeah. uh, despite, despite where you stand politically, who wouldn't have enjoyed watching Donald Trump sit in for like a quarter of a college football game. I would have watched He that. did. He did. did he did. He went to Alabama. Uh, he went to an Alabama game. Yeah, but it was, was Bailey Clemson, I think. I could be wrong. He, but. he was in the booth doing mm-hmm. commentary? Oh. No, he wasn't doing commentary. He yeah, I thought you well, – Okay, I, yeah. I, I get Because he, he was too afraid of his public image, like every politician uh, and, and, and public person is now. Well, back in the day – yeah, you would just have so Ronald Reagan went to some pretty incredible sporting events. He was at the first nationally televised Daytona 500 in 1980, uh, and that that was the one that resulted in uh, mayhem in the midfield where Kel Yarbrough and uh, I can't remember his other name. I uh, just decided to pull over <laughs> on the last lap and get in a fight. Yeah, um, are you talking about Richard Petty? Petty won. Because those two okay. decided to wreck each other on the last lap and pull over in the mid, uh, the infield and get in a fight. Oh, was it? Google while well, we're no, listening. I, I to, do. I have okay, to. so Ronald Reagan steps in for the All Star game, and uh, who steps up to bat? Another guy you might know his name. Uh, it happens to be uh, Bo Jackson. So here is what happened. And I love how Reagan just kind of goes in and out of the game. It's almost like he's got some sort of economic development uh, law that he wants to pass. But at the same time, he goes, yes, you were going to say anything. But he I know who it is, Amanda, if, if you want to. Do you know who it is? Yes, Donnie Allison. Yep, there we go. I was just about to say. Yeah, they just stopped in the middle and said, let's pull over and fight each other. Okay, yeah. cool. The finish line's right there. To hell with that. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> well, there's you're, you're wrecked now. What are you going to do? Run to the finish line? It's happened in Talladega Nights. Here's, it happened. And then they That's made it. out. So maybe things would have ended up a lot better. I, that is for very Kellen awkward. Donnie. And I, yeah, no. No making out at the finish line. Okay, so uh, here we go. Donnie here's... Allison died in a, in a helicopter yeah. crash. He did, and his uh, so other sad. brother Clifford uh, died in a car wreck. And I interviewed his uh, both of their fathers, uh, Davy Allison, about that, and that was that was a tough one. Um, but here is on a lighter note. Thanks for bringing us down, Amanda. Here's Ronald Reagan just stepping into the press box, and Bo Jackson delivers in the All Star game. Bo Jackson comes up. We talked about Ozzie Smith and you wearing a Cardinal uniform. Jackson wears baseball and football, and you did football. Uh, yes, I played the Gipper, but I also played for real in a much earlier time. But uh, that bow down there, that's a pretty interesting hobby he has for his vacation. When baseball ends, he winds up uh, playing, uh, playing football. 
I just, I don't know if there's ever been anyone do that. Hey. He's remarkable, and look at that one. Bo Jackson says hello. Now, for those of you that may not know, that was like the 550-foot shot. Yeah. I mean, that that was, you guys saw it on video, and you can always check us out on video if you would like, if you're listening in the audio form. But that ball went a long, long way to deep center. And it was funny because, I, I don't know, just even if you were a Democrat at the time, didn't you have to love Ronald Reagan? I, I mean... He's well, I love him now. I mean, he's so fair. very likable. He just has quite a summer vacation that Bo Jackson has and plays football. Yeah. <laughs> it was Davey Allison, by the way, that died, not Donnie. Davey. Great. All right. Well, we'll stop killing. But I love people. Ronald Reagan, just FYI. <laughs> I mean, he was so likable, you know? I mean, um, it, it was. But Bo Jackson, again, we talk about some of the greatest athletes in the history of mankind. It is bizarre to me, Ethan, that I still have that take. And this is not a nostalgic take, but I still to this day have that take. He's one of the best athletes I've ever seen walk the face of the earth. That is not a, you know, me just sticking by my guns. I've not seen another one. I don't know how much clips you saw. You're you're a lot younger than me, but I don't know of anybody else that's even in the category of Bo Jackson. I, I didn't even see him play, and Bo Jackson is my answer to that question too. When people ask, it's it's Bo Jackson. I mean, he's incredible. Look, look at what what just happened there, and that guy won a Pro Bowl, went to the Pro Bowl as well. Yeah, amazing running back, and and you got him hitting five hundred fifty foot bombs with Ronald Reagan commentating. Yeah, isn't it bizarre to you, Amanda, that with all the improvement in sports performance and medicine and all that good stuff that we haven't heard of another athlete that we could at least make an argument was as good as Bo? I mean, not really. Well, the reason maybe not. No, not really. The reason being is, you know, I think even back then, even then it wasn't all about you weren't doing one sport all the time, like nonstop. And there was no social media either. So let's be honest, that takes up a lot of these players time. They're always on social media, but also you, you were free to do more than just the one sport. I feel like now if you commit to, you know, football, then your football, that's your entire life. Like you're not going outside of that and playing, you know, baseball as well. You're, you're just football. That's all you're focusing on. You do it around the clock around like 365 days a year. Like you really do. You're not going between sports now because there's too much money in in football or too much money in the M- in the MLB to share players. They're just not going to do it. So I mentioned um, earlier, Zool Beer Company brings you Josh Ward's appearance. I visited with Josh last night, and you can see the complete video on offthehooksports.com or go to YouTube. Please like and subscribe to this video or that video. We'll continue to provide you Tennessee coverage. But here is uh, Josh Ward. Where do the balls go next after a big Sunday in recruiting? Bradley and Herring are going to stand out in the rankings, and I promise they stood out very high on the board of Tennessee's coaches. And I've brought that up a couple of times now, but remember that, who the coaches prioritized. Bradley was one of the guys that, that the coaches have said, hey, if we can get this guy, if we can get Caleb Herring, which I think they knew they probably would and did early in the process, that that could change this class. So uh, Bradley's a very talented player, but he's at a position where this defense just needs more edge rushers. They need more guys that can go get the quarterback because this defense will have pressure put on it by the way the offense plays. If the defense can apply pressure, take the ball away, ultimately in Josh Heupel's system, that's what's going to give Tennessee the best chance to succeed. I'm not comparing the two five stars, okay? So Nico and and Bradley, I'm, I'm not comparing them. But I will say this. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks who could step in Josh Heupel's system with the way the uh, play calls come from the sideline. It's not like Peyton Manning's free, freeze play days. 
I think there are a lot of quarterbacks that could step in and have success across the country. Again, I'm not uh, also I'm not denying that Nico's had a positive impact on this class. However, when you look at Bradley, if if there's upside there that uh, he can be a defensive end slash linebacker that can really rush the passer, then that, that can have an impact. And I'm going to stand by that. I think that Bradley, if he's the best defensive end um, in the SEC, that he will have a bigger impact than Nico. Now, that's a big if because I think there are about 10, 15 quarterbacks who could step in, Ethan, and, and run Hypo's offense. I don't mean that to sound a slide to Nico at all. There probably are. It's just growing up around Tennessee athletics and seeing what Tennessee has put at who, sorry, Tennessee has put at quarterback in these past couple of years. I mean, Josh Dobbs and Hooker are the only decent ones in a while. And so just even though I know Heupel's offense is different, he continually has churned out very good quarterbacks. Um, Sam Bradford, obviously. I'll, I could keep going on the list. I'm not even going to bother. But, you know, he's getting all these solid quarterbacks, and he has a track record of it. But Tennessee also has a track record of just not being able to get good talent at quarterback. So while I do agree with you, it's a little hard to say that Bradley would be a more important addition than, than Nico or vice versa, any five-star end versus any five-star quarterback, I will always go with the quarterback just because that's the guy that runs the offense. If you don't have a good five-star quarterback, your team is going to – a good quarterback, your team is going to be bad. If you don't have a five-star edge, uh, I feel like your team could still play around. I think Tennessee's been pretty good at quarterback with the exception of the last uh, 10 years. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously. If you keep, if you yeah. go way further back than that, yeah, they, they have. But yeah. – it's, it's been mean, a while since that point. Yeah, but no, I don't think has. that's necessarily the quarterbacks that we're talking about. I think it's just the the transition of not even head coaches, but offensive coordinators just in and out, in and out, in and out. Like Garantano, he had to deal with a lot of that. So I think that the quarterbacks weren't developed properly um, underneath all of that transitioning when it comes to the coaching staff. I don't think it's the necessarily the quarterback's fault per se i think that it is a it was a coaching problem from the start Uh, along amanda's point if tyler bray shows up and he has a josh heupel and the environment's great and everybody gets along then i think tyler bray is a significantly better quarterback i think he's one of the better quarterbacks when i say better eight ten in the nation but I think with his arm strength, with his ability, with his – I thought he had very underrated pocket uh, presence to the ability to shuffle and move in the pocket. I think he would be – I think he would have been – I'll go ahead and say it. I think he would have been a Heisman candidate. I mean, I think Hendon Hooker's a Heisman candidate going into year two. He's a candidate. That means he's going to win it. But he's can't. Well, we'll get there. But remember when Josh Dobbs was – at UT, a lot of people did not like Josh Dobbs. They didn't want him to start. There was, there was a constant battle between UT fans, Josh Dobbs, and that other blonde-headed kid. I don't remember his name. But there was a constant battle between them, and a lot of people did not like Dobbs. He never started games very well. He would come in and finish games like crazy. But starting, he wasn't great. And then he went and – is made it. I don't know if he's still in the NFL, but he was a solid backup for the Steelers for a while. So that tells, yeah, that that tells me that it's more coaching than it is the talent that you get. Mm, yeah, I'll take the Jimmys and Joes, but the X's and O's are are significant, uh, and also the culture. I mean, Tyler Bray came into a place where it was okay to do stupid stuff on a wave runner and throw beer bottles at cars and you just kind of got away with it. Ha ha ha. You know, that I mean, I don't, that's either covered up a lot better. And I, I will say this again. I've said this publicly more times than I can count. You guys can tell me to stop. I heard bad things about Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt within a month into their tenure at Tennessee, not a month into their season, 
I want them in their tenure. At one point, one of those coaches went outside his office and fired a spackler because he wasn't spackling the drywall correctly. That was three days in. You've got more important things to spend your time on if you're the Tennessee football coach than spackling. Okay. Well, so go at least you didn't get, you know, not off haircut. the hook. The off the hook stuff. We'll just tie that name into it. A bunch of those for your players within a month into your tenure and get fired like Mike Price did, just FYI. So could have been speaking worse. Of, speaking been worse. of, that's true. Who is on or off the hook brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue? Go to Owl's Nest Barbecue for all of your fantastic barbecue needs. Pellets, they've got the wood chips, they've got the sauce, the rubs. It's all there at Owl's Nest Barbecue. And right next door is Midnight Oil. They took care of my son's Jeep over the weekend or last week. And they will do a fantastic job on your vehicle as well. As well. That's Steve Ray's Midnight Oil there in Ottawa. On or off the hook? On or off the hook? Who's to blame? Unleash the fury! It has to be someone's fault. On or off the hook? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. So on the hook is a commitment at 1 o'clock today. Ethan, we began the show talking about it, but uh, let's end the show talking about it. Uh, Potentially a huge pickup for Tennessee that we think is going to Florida State, but... You never know. Tennessee, I've been told, has made a strong push. Yeah, uh, it, it's hard. I've said it a couple times already. It's a Florida State lean. So it's it's. I'll just keep saying the same stuff I have the entire time. I feel like Tennessee's momentum is, is doing really well right now for Simmons. So I, I'd say it's 50-50 right about now. And Why not? Let, let's do on the hook and say Tennessee's going to get him. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 60-40 now. But I don't think that this is one of those I don't think's over. I think we'll be having a conversation about uh, Elijah Simmons in November. I really do. Because I, I'm not a believer really in, in Florida State and what they're going to do this year. And I think that Tennessee wins nine games. So suddenly you're looking at a much sexier program. Amanda, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I just don't think these battles are over yet. They're never over especially not with NIL and the transfer portal and all that stuff. They're never over, but I'm going to go with Ethan on this one because if you're, if you're Florida state, you're sitting there or if you're a recruit, you're sitting there and you're looking at Miami and every, all the talent they're piling on down there and you're going, mm-hmm, maybe not. I maybe not want to go against them every year. Maybe I'll just take my talents to the SEC, which I understand the SEC is, is far more dominant as far as talent goes and all of that, but you're still looking at Miami going, mm, no thanks. Yeah. We remind you to like and uh, subscribe uh, for the best Tennessee coverage that is out there. And you'll get sneak peeks on YouTube when you subscribe. We had a couple of people over the weekend that got to see some coverage that um, wasn't even up yet. And we'll have several things today. So like and subscribe. And this day in sports history, just out of left field. Uh, on 2014, June the 11th, LeBron James announced via Sports Illustrated that he is coming home to Cleveland. I'm so, so tired of him. I know. He learned a little lesson from the I'm taking my talents to South Beach. And I went back and watched the video for some reason over the weekend where he goes, not one. And there's some, some I don't know if he's a media guy or... He didn't. No reporter would ask a question like this that could look himself in the mirror. But he goes, "You're obviously coming here not to win one championship, and not two. Yeah. And then LeBron kind of takes over, not three, not four. And I'm like, I'm watching the video, and I've seen it what twenty <laughs> ten years ago. I'm, Please just stop. Please stop. It's yeah. So he goes, cringe. He goes, not five. I'm like, okay, just stop. Leave it, it there. It is so cringe. Not six. That turned out to be one. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Not six, LeBron. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, you were you were right on not two, not three, not not six. Yeah. I can't see there. That's integrity. City heating and air conditioning provided East Tennesseans with honest, dependable heating and cooling service for 50 years. Pretty strong. Have a fantastic day, everyone. We're streaming now, so we'll talk to you at 9 o'clock tomorrow. Please set your reminders, or all you got to do is subscribe 
and like us on YouTube and you'll know when we are there. So more recruiting uh, news today on the site today. We'll also have some evals of some of the prospects that Tennessee has picked up recently. We'll also have a continued countdown on offthehooksports.com, the most important ball of the upcoming season. And Elijah Simmons set to go at 1 o'clock, so we'll have coverage of that. For Amanda LaFrada and Ethan Stone, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.